It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Cobes. Uh, should the NRL have changed the kickoff time of the prelim to cater for the Warriors? We've just had a couple of Warriors uh, text through saying we're used to the 9.50 kickoff. Uh, no doubt they want a, an earlier one, but does, does it mean we change the times? Absolutely. 100% we do. Um, guys, we need to get a grasp on what is happening uh, in New Zealand in relation to the growth of the game. And it is uh, unprecedented. Unprecedented interest in the Warriors, and over overarching that is the NRL. The brand is making inroads like we haven't seen before in New Zealand. And when we get to the discussion point about a second team in New Zealand and potentially taking a state of origin match to New Zealand, well, you need to jump on any significant opportunity that comes your way, and that is right now. This is the present moment where. As I said, there is a groundswell of momentum where uh, first-time supporters are the, of the game are buying tickets to go watch the Warriors play. They are watching the Warriors on TV for the first time because of this huge momentum shift in New Zealand. Uh, you cannot buy a jersey, guys. You can't buy a Warriors yeah. jersey in, in New Zealand. It is huge, right? So the NRL needed, needed to pivot. They really did. They needed to pivot and change the kickoff time to cater for this moment in time. This is a this is a monumental moment for the game as far as the growth is concerned. But it's too late now, isn't it? it, It's it's too late. It is too late. It is it is too late. It is too late. And it it should have been changed and it should have been um, uh, foreshadowed. It should have been thought of beforehand. I understand I understand the biggest investors in this are the T V broadcasters. But the NRL have, have shown, and credit to them, it was, it was a terrific move to move these games to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm talking about the Warriors' uh, semifinals throughout this final series. Mm. They, they've done it before, and the TV ratings have been strong. They have been strong, and the crowds have been strong. On each of those 4 o'clock kickoffs, 6 o'clock back in New Zealand, the, there's nothing to suggest that this Saturday night, by moving it two hours earlier, would have a major impact on, one, the crowds, and two, TV ratings. I would argue it would have a, a greater effect on TV ratings in New Zealand. And and I just think it's a really badly missed opportunity uh, by the NRL to be kicking this one off at 7.50 at night, 9.50 back in New Zealand. Quite, let's just call it 10 o'clock. That's 10, 10 p.m. kickoff, midnight finish for a landmark opportunity for the game. And kids staying up till midnight to watch the Warriors. Well, maybe the TV ratings, Dave, maybe they're still good just because Brandy's on there. You know, that that is the question. Well, is it, is well, it the I'm football? Trent, come on. Yeah. Don't start. Not happy there. Well, me and you, we're, 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 an early, yeah, we're early on in our combination. Don't just, okay. just, 
All right. <laughs> okay, Just back in my place, Dave. Let's move on then. carefully. Yeah, righto. Let's talk Panthers then. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a bit yep. of love here because this is some good news for Panthers fans. Jerome Luite, Dave, sounds like he might be coming back early from that shoulder injury. Yeah, quite extraordinarily. Uh, like, you know, I would I would have put him at long odds to come back. He's a dislocated shoulder, as we know, guys. <clears throat> suffered a few weeks ago. Excuse me. Um uh, look, all indications yesterday, right? The, the Panthers held their all-encompassing media opportunity for the media, and you know, the teammates um, made themselves available and were quite open. Brian Tott was speaking uh, himself about how blown away he is in the progression of Jerome Luai. Now, he he did train yesterday, Jerome, with heavy strapping around that shoulder. Today's an important day, uh, today, guys, because it, the Panthers medical staff will test the the integrity of the of the of the strength of the shoulder uh, before progressing to potentially a serious contact session on Wednesday uh, for Jerome Law, where ultimately a decision will be made on whether he plays on Friday night. Now, historically, and I've seen this happen, Nathan Cleary, who's had his own shoulder problems in the past, uh, what will happen on Wednesday is Jerome will literally tackle the biggest boppers in the Panthers lineup to know that he's. 100% ready to go come Friday night. And I'm talking the likes of Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris. Uh, in the past, it was Billy Army Kikia just running hard and straight at Nathan Cleary in the past. And then and then Cleary would know that if I can handle Kikau, I can handle anything. So um, this was, this is, you know, I believe what will unfold on Wednesday. Um, but it's, it's a, it would be a monumental in. It mm. would be huge. Huge for the Panthers if he is cleared to play. Yeah, and it's it, it well, it's it's more about the movement, and they'll strap that shoulder. It's more about the movement overextending it, pulling it out of shape. Um, sure. But if he can get through the the defensive parts of it, and I saw uh, vision of him catching balls and and extending his arms above his head to catch the balls yesterday at training. So uh, he's improved uh, dramatically, uh, David, and you know. Yep. Much to the surprise of the the medical staff, like he's he's a long way ahead of where they thought he'd be. So he, he is a he's yeah. a genuine chance now. Uh, Brian Fletcher, the Panthers CEO, not not Fox Fox's Brian Fletcher, has called for uh, neutral grounds for prelims. Yeah, yeah, and, and guys, I've got to say, I'm 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 in Fletcher's camp here. Um, this and and I come from a place because it's not a level playing field, guys. It's not a level playing field. When you get to a prelim, um, and let's just use the Warriors, for example, have to go to uh, Suncorp Stadium. It's Broncos' home ground, where Penrith uh, are playing this Friday night at a neutral ground. It's not their home ground. Melbourne Storm get to come to Homebush. They've played there previously on a number of occasions. Okay, no, no doubt, absolutely no doubt, the Panthers will have an overwhelming support of fan base, uh, much much. Uh, larger than what Penn, uh, the Melbourne Storm will uh, within a core stadium. But, guys, if it's one rule for one, it has to be for all. And, yeah, and it, it, it's, a, it's a byproduct of what, what, the, what the game is confronting, and it is the stadium issue, right? It's, it's the fact that Bluebet Stadium at Penrith can only hold 22,000 fans, and then I don't want to lock out, you know, you know I would think another 10,000 at least. Mm. Um, by playing it there, but it's not fair because only only because Suncorp is a major city and Broncos are you know, a one-team mm. town until the the Dolphins came in this season. So 
Yeah. I, I think Fletcher's got a pretty good argument there. Yeah. Townsville, so the, the Cowboys used to go down to Suncorp, but last year they played their prelim final at yes. at home, didn't they? And, and they and they got they beaten. Did. They got beaten by the Eels. No matter. That's mm. right. Yeah. Same story for Melbourne Storm. We've seen in the past that, that you know, that whenever the Storm have been hugely successful in going to grand finals, they've played prelims at Amy Park. And, and yeah. I just, it's a huge advantage. It's a, it's, a, it's a massive advantage. And that's, you know, I think it's in everyone's thinking. Mm. As good as Brisbane have been this season, and we all know that they are short price favourites to get to the grand final. But I just think there's an element of also believing they'll go there because it's, the fact that they will have a huge, mm. well, if, if it's a 50,000 seat stadium, they're yep. going to have 45,000 fans there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I can, I can understand that. Uh, just one before you go, and we've been discussing this, Jared Warrior Hargreaves, uh, New Zealand Rugby League have included his name on an extended list for the Pacific Test Championship, even though he's serving a seven game ban. Can he count yep. these games as part of his suspension? Well, the, the New Zealand Rugby League and the Sydney Roosters would have to prove that Jared was going to be chosen in each of these games. And if he is cho- was to be chosen in each of those games, then there would be an argument for potentially having a game erased as far as that suspension. Personally, I don't like it. I mm. think it's a loophole um, that, that that shouldn't come into consideration. I think it's... Did we did we not um, see... Was it Victor Radley or was it Angus Crichton was, uh, was given a... It was proven that... Well, both. You both, yeah, both, both got done it in the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't like it, guys. I mean, mm. yeah. I mean, the, the fact that Jared was uh, look and and you know, massive fan of him as a player and he's a talented, a uh, clear talent, but uh, I don't. He wasn't a walk-up start for this this lineup, and and if it is argued that he was going to be in the team, well, uh, that's where I would debate debate it. You know, I would I would we'll say, hang on a second, was he seriously? Was he seriously going to be playing in this side? So, yeah, I don't like it, guys. Yeah, it doesn't really pass the pub test, but it's part of the realities of sport. Dave, have a great Monday. Anytime you need your news, go to the Daily Telegraph. Okay, thank you, boys. Go well. Thanks, Dave.